previously on my best friend's journal. I have never so enjoyed a surprise gift. It was a bidet. We recently talked about whether or not people should talk at a urinal. I'm on team no fucking way. I said no to strangers talking to me at a urinal. The one caveat I'll say to that is at a gay bar or like a club. So the four of us are going on this little train journey. Little train journey, 30 hours. To San Francisco. Just Christine Baranski comes in. It's just her and I in a room. It's the same that I met Larry Kramer. Gay Pride Parade. Oh, yeah. Saw Alaska. Hi. Rode a mechanical uh. bull. Uh. Spontaneously pierced my tragus. Love it. $87. <laughs> what a night. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're gonna take a peek, grab a drink, or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud, how does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote, this shit might get too real. Nothing here is sacred, I'm haunted by my past. It's called my best friend's journal. Let's start this damn podcast. Let's sing this name a little longer first. It's someone's favorite podcast. Yes, and the world's greatest podcast. Oprah's favorite podcast. Good afternoon, Cam. Hi, Mikey. How are you? I'm great. Welcome back to my best friend's journal. This episode brought to you by Lux Bidet. And we mean it this time. We really have a sponsor oh my God, for guys, this. Really, though? Kind of. Kind of. For this one episode, <laughs> we have been sponsored. So Lux Bidet really appreciated MBFJ's shout out when my friend Gabriella and her husband Andy, and I guess their baby Oliver, bought me a uh, <laughs> that Lux Bidet like a couple months ago that I was freaking out about. Uh-huh. Love it. Honestly, we were traveling recently, which we'll we'll get to, but... Not having a bidet in my bathroom um, oh. really is, is a challenge now. I'm very used to it, and mm. I wish they had portable ones. Um, <laughs> I Yeah, it's called a peri bottle, I think. Um, oh, can yeah. Y- it's useful if you just give birth, right? Yeah, yeah. We've covered this. Yes, yes. Have you ever gotten past level two on your Lux bidet? I'm just dying to know. Um, by accident once, I got two. I didn't mean to, and it really... Um, I don't know who can handle that kind of pressure, <laughs> let alone a five, uh, but it's certainly not me. Does it go like inside because you use it as a douche? <laughs> I don't use it as a douche. I use it to clean my body. Could you? What I'm asking is if you cranked it up to like four or five and spread your cheeks wide, could you get some water up there? No, what you could get is a hospital visit. Um, (laughs) There's no way it can be used as a douche, but it is very effective, but cleaner. I honestly, I love it. I love it so much. It was super easy to install. And if I'm saying that, you know, it must be true. And I just, I'm obsessed. Anyway, we shouted them out and they were very happy about that. And they sent us a bidet (laughs) to uh, send to a listener. So we're going to have a little listener giveaway. We are. And the rules are simple. All you have to do is leave a review on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts, screenshot it, and email it to us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. Now, listen, we know many of you have already left a review, and we do not want to count out our most loyal listeners. So if you've already left a review... It's easy. Get a friend to do one. Get your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your grandma. Oh, we'd love a grandma review. Oh, yeah. Someone else, <laughs> you know, a different iTunes account. Screenshot that. Uh, let us know that you're the one that got them to leave the review. And please get the submissions in by July 1st. And then on July 8th, we will announce who won the drawing for the Lux Bidet. Again, send those to mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com. And one last note. We are sorry to say that these submissions are limited to listeners in the United States and Canada. Um, because, you know, yeah, international shipping and also 
also international plumbing. I'm not sure how that's all going to work. So um, to everyone else, it doesn't mean we love you any less. It just means that we don't know that this bidet is going to work for you. So sorry. We'll keep you in mind for future giveaways, we promise. And it does mean your butthole might be less clean, but we, we encourage you to get your own bidet from your um your local bidetery. Um <laughs> Your local bidetery. But for those in the U.S. and Canada, I'm telling you, Lux Bidet is it. Anywho, speaking of um, toilets, can I <laughs> can I give you my gayest moment of the week? Uh, oh, sure. Gay, 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 gay. So, as everyone knows, we just returned from a trip, and on that trip, we spent a good amount of time in the Castro, and we had a lovely time in a couple of the gay bars, truly only a couple, because so many things were closed, and we just kept revisiting these two. Anywho, at one of them... That's that's San Francisco, for anyone who doesn't know where the Castro is. uh, We finished the night, two nights in a row, at Moby Dick's. Shout out to Moby Dick's and our bartender, Mateo. Um, (laughs) And the first night there... I was pretty drunk, and uh, the bathroom they have has one of those trough urinals, which I really hate. Mm. And it was a tiny little square. There's, There's no like two places in the world where those still exist, and it's like sports stadiums that need to be updated and gay bars. But why? I don't get it. Like it's not. Uh, I don't know. There's there's really no need for it to be public peeing, you know? Anyway, it no, is it's what just it much is. cheaper to do one like a metal trough as opposed to a bunch of porcelain urinals. Oh, money. You're right. Um, so I'm peeing in the trough. I walk in there and there's like a 75 year old man peeing. I go to pee and you know, my bathroom etiquette, you don't speak, you don't look, you just go pee and get out of there. So I begin, you always look at a trough. I mean, what are you supposed to do? Not look at the dicks that are hanging out? Yes, exactly. That's what you're supposed to do. Also not for nothing. He was 75. He could have been Joe Biden. Joe Biden. Could have been Joe Biden. (laughs) (laughs) I, I'm peeing and this little dirty old man looks over to me and says you got a nice penis <laughs> no uh, truly that is, truly that is unacceptable old sir well it gets worse um i i think i just <laughs> you got a nice penis i was just like drunk enough that i just kind of felt bad for him like he's this old man just trying to go out and party with the younger people but also like that comment was gross and your age does not excuse no we, we can't encourage that behavior right commenting on people's genitals it's yeah. not it's not okay so i wish i had thought this out more clearly because the response that came out of me was not helpful it was just thanks and uh <laughs> i should have known it was going to encourage the man to keep talking because he did i just stood there trying to finish peeing so i could get the fuck out of there he kept talking at me i didn't respond and then someone walked into the bathroom and noticed this man staring at my penis and talking to me and and again it was a tiny square bathroom with just a trough there and so the guy who walked in was like oh i uh sorry for uh, i didn't mean to interrupt and i was like no nothing is happening this is not a thing he like thought I was, oh sorry sorry i didn't know that you were working yeah literally that's what it looked like <laughs> Anyway, I was mortified, and like, obviously, thanks Uh wasn't a very clear message, but my body language was definitely clear, and regardless of any of it, that is just, like, unacceptable gross behavior. Anyway, I blocked it out Uh and uh, rejoined you and the girls. Um, Is this the same night that you kissed uh, the world's most obnoxious bargoer, Kagan? Oh, hey, Kagan, shout out. Yes, (laughs) 
Same night, just a mere 10 minutes before. Um, uh, first of all, not Keegan, but Kagan. Second of all, uh, maybe it's just been too long since I've been in a bar, and specifically a gay bar around young, sloppy people, but god damn, that guy was sloppy. He was. He was 25. He was engaged to like a 20-year-old. He was a mess. Why uh-huh. do we know all this? We talked for well, too long. <laughs> because he talked. He made the rounds talking to every one of us in depth. You, by the way, he was very cute, but very obnoxious. Yeah, remember last week when we were talking about the worst people we'd have sex with? Yeah. Well, <laughs> my new answer is Kagan. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we left, we were standing by the door finishing our last drink, and I look over and I see Kagan talking to yet another stranger, telling him his life story, being very intimate, very in-depth with every person in the bar. And I looked they at Mike and I said, too. Uh, oh, classy, <laughs> Kagan. Keep it classy. Um, and so I, I said, hey, Mike, uh, how much would it cost for you to go kiss Kagan? No, and you just offered me 10 bucks. You said straight up, I'll give you 10 bucks if you go over there and kiss Kagan. Okay. All right. Fine. So I offered you 10 bucks to go kiss Kagan. And did he stomp the runway over to Kagan and plant a big one right on his mouth? Yes, he did. Well, you're missing the the fine points here. So I was like, okay. I walked over. I didn't Very even, confidently. Well, it was him and not a stranger, but what he said was his best friend. And I'm like, you sure are making out a lot for your best friend. Cameron, I don't do that. Um, and he would just stop to listen to me i was like hey guys i had my arm around like both of them i was like so my friend just said he'd pay me 10 bucks to kiss you before i could even finish a sentence kagan grabs my face and then his friend starts to join and i was like okay i'm okay and i like a beautiful sloppy three-way kiss in the middle of a bar at disgusting. last call i did it i like <laughs> pulled away and they like kept going i was like no 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 we, we did it thank you so much <laughs> I walk back. This fulfills the terms of the bet. Well, I walk back to Cam and I said, you owe me 10 bucks. And I mean, he saw it with his naked eyes. And our friend Sam was like, uh-uh, he owes you 20 bucks. We've been saying 10 this whole time. Apparently, the original deal was 20 and Sam is the only one who clocked it. If not, she just upgraded me twofold. So thanks, Sam. <laughs> uh, she probably saw the fact that you kissed two dudes and she was like, two, not for the price of one. That's uh, that's going to be an upcharge. And uh, Cam just pulled out a fresh 20 from his wallet and handed it over. <laughs> really was a sex worker that night. <laughs> you kind of were. Then, yeah, two days later, we were leaving the hotel and I didn't have any cash for a tip for the housekeeping. So uh, that 20, which would have been spent that way, anyway came out of mike's wallet instead of mine so (laughs) everyone won everyone won me kagan his best friend our girls oh the girls by the way were a hit at this gay bar they i mean truly just like were in their element they were being social butterflies everyone you know wanted to talk to the girls aaron was like off making friends in the back room i'm like where the fuck did aaron go didn't (laughs) know know she was such a gay barfly they were like you are stunning we love you you're queens it was great uh yeah um man so my gayest moment was also tied to this you know a couple nights of going out in the castro because i mean just alone being back in gay bars for the first time in a year and a half that is gay enough i mean it was Mm, great the vibes were so so fun fun. yeah we i mean showed up at these bars and it was right before california fully reopened so they were still at kind of lower capacity um and there was only a couple bars that were really like hosting many people um Mm -hmm. but that meant that like everyone that was out on a weeknight were in like you know a pretty concentrated area like between these two bars which was really fun we kind of were where the people were just like ariel just like ariel (laughs) um my gayest moment was just flirting with a very cute bartender at a gay bar very cute flirted with everyone i mean he was giving the girls hugs he was flirting (laughs) with you he was flirting with me but i just like jumped in with both feet i was like i'm in a gay bar there's a cute bartender he's getting paid to flirt with me and i could not be happier he was 
so hot, y'all. This guy was jacked, cute as could be. Wearing the hey, tightest, Gregorio. lowest cut tank tops. <laughs> His name was Gregorio. He was uh, Gorge. Um, he pulled Gorge what Gregorio. I what I want to call um, a Chandler because he was obviously very, very into cam. Um, so this is the second night we're there, and he already knows us. We met him the night before, and he's so into cam. He goes right over to him. He's like, it's so nice to see you. He puts his arms around him, gives him a little hug. And seeing that the four of us are there and it was very obvious what he just did, he then comes to me and is like, and you too. And then our friend Sam <laughs> and Aaron. So Chandler in an episode of Friends, like, is making out with Monica, gets caught and goes and makes out with Rachel and Phoebe to prove that it's not anything special for Monica. He makes out with everyone. Uh-huh. So that's uh, what, yes, what thank you for did. explaining a 20-year-old plot point. I really appreciate that. Well, I feel like because it is 20 years old, people need a refresher, uh-huh. you know? I guess so. Yeah, he did kind of pull a Chandler. Um, I was I was flattered. I am a, a sucker, you know, for a, a flirty bartender. I mean, who isn't, right? So it was really fun. It felt so gay. Uh, we had cocktails there and then we went to our other favorite bar. So yeah, just a couple nights out in the Castro with my best Judy's. I had the time of my life. It felt so normal and a beautiful kickoff to pride month. Honestly, totally. It did my heart good. It's, I mean, it was mm-hmm. exactly the night we wanted. I, we, we knew we were going to San Fran. We didn't have many plans, but we were just like, we'll definitely make it to the Castro. Otherwise we'll figure it out. And boy, did we make it to the Castro. It filled my little boy. Did we, and your little gay hole. Listen, I want to say that that, uh, that trip was. Oh right, sorry, not little. Um, oh, that fuck you. <laughs> that trip was well so fun. Um, Amtrak is a hot fucking mess. <laughs> our train was delayed, what, six hours by the time we got to our final six. destination? It was like two hours before we even left the station, and then we uh-huh. stopped for like another two hours in the middle of the track somewhere right outside yeah. Denver. Not even outside Denver. We were still in Denver proper. We were just on the outskirts of town and like the train yard, and we had to wait for another engine because they're like, uh, our computers aren't great right now, and we're scared to take this train into the mountains. We're like, uh, excuse me, please. <laughs> <laughs> you would need a new engine? What? So we got... a engine from a different railway um tacked to the front of our train and off we went but yeah we were supposed to get into sf at like 4 30 in the afternoon we didn't get it until after 11 um it was just a lot to deal with but um looking back on it freaking joy i really had a good time yeah i did too looking back on it it was a really fun experience i like wouldn't willingly opt in again because it is it's not glamorous it's not like old-fashioned enough to be kitschy it's just like old enough to be shitty like these train cars were probably built in like the late 80s early 90s and never touched other than like there's a reason joe biden wants to invest in rail mm-hmm. and infrastructure Th- because it's that a fucking is true mess. Uh, yeah it's it's obviously a failing enterprise right now uh train people are weird but what i will tell you is that kind of train rules like like anything goes like we we stopped for a smoke break. Um, that's what they called it. Not me, uh, in Glenwood Springs, Colorado, which by the way, I could drive to in like two, (laughs) two and a half hours in from my house. And it took us eight hours to get there, (laughs) but we, we stopped for a smoke break at Glenwood Springs for 15 minutes. I sprinted off the train and ran across town to get, uh, wine from a liquor store. It was amazing. We thought we had not quite enough time. Our, our friend Aaron was like, don't do it. You're going to miss the train. I was like, do it. (laughs) And, Cam sprinted like I have never seen in my life. He made it back in plenty of time, and people were clapping, mostly me, but but we were hooting and hollering. Uh, well, people were clapping because they're like, wow, that guy is smart. He got wine as opposed to the shitty, expensive liquor on the train. So we stayed up late that night, or one night on the train. We stayed up late in the observation car. We had like the whole thing to ourselves. We played games and drank red wine and just had a great-ass time. And I will have those memories for a long time. It was, it was a special experience. It truly was. And uh, the observation car was 
super fun. It's a big glass car where you can watch the rivers pass by. It was it was gorgeous. And we played cards for like 30 hours. Uh, by glass car, he does mean that there's more windows than, <laughs> than average. The car itself, no, no. it's not like a glass bottom boat. <laughs> Every inch of that was glass. It was very dangerous. Um, it was, it, honestly, my fucking dream. You know I love cards. And we played it for... No hyperbole. I would say we played at least 15 hours of cards. Oh, easily. Yeah. I mean, we played multiple Euchre tournaments. We played multiple games of Shanghai Rummy, which takes, you know, a day or so. I don't know. <laughs> um, it was it was a lot. But but really, really good vibes overall. And then we had the best time at SF. It was, it was a great trip. I didn't really know what to expect. I just knew that because um, we'd never all traveled together. We always meet at the same place. But um, the four of us traveled really well together, which doesn't always happen. And I... Um, was sad to see it come to an end, honestly. We'll do it again. We can look forward to our next one. Not the Amtrak, but another trip. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just noticed something. Are you trying a center part these days? Are you a real, like, uh, Gen Z or at um, this moment? No, it just kind of fell that way when it dried. It, it kind of bounced okay. all over the place. <laughs> a flexi part. A flexi part. When I was in, I finished my part of the trip in San Diego to meet up with Mick and Kick, and I borrowed one of Kick's shirts, which is like an oversized, crazy pattern 90 shirt. I had that on with my big combat boots and my center part. I could not have looked more Gen Z. Oh, that's so fun. I love it. Was everyone like, oh my God, you're so young? No, literally the Gen Zers were like, you're too old. Stop it. um i saw a random meme yesterday that like hit me so hard um it said okay this is a a gen z versus millennial test think of a song with the word dangerous in it i'll give you a second uh i'm real gay because the first thing that comes to mind is um jesus christ superstar yikes Okay, well, this did not work for you, but that's because you're too gay to function. Too um, gay to it function. Was... Hey, that's only okay when I say it. Uh, the, there's a Ariana Grande song with "Dangerous" in it, and that was like, if you thought of this song, you're Gen Z, and if you thought of that girl is so dangerous, you're a millennial. And it, as soon as she said, "Think of a song with the word dangerous" in it, that song started playing on a loop in my head. And if you're just completely out of touch, you go back to uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. <laughs> Yeah, that was a failed experiment. Never mind. Um, uh, speaking of failed experiments, you just had a tough time <laughs> reading the world's longest book. Do you want to give a little content wreck? Oh, fuck me. Um, it felt like the world's longest book. I just finished A Little Life, the novel by Hanya Yanagihara. Um, and it was such a complicated relationship with this book. I mean, if you if you go back a few episodes, I was ranting and raving about how much I loved it, how beautiful the writing was. I like started the audiobook and was enjoying it so much. I went and bought the paperback because I just wanted to read the I like wanted to chew on the words. It was so beautifully written. Hmm. But then I had to take a break because it was getting really hard to read, and so then I ended up re-downloading the audiobook and I bounced back and forth between paper and audio, and it took me probably 2 months to get through this book. Hmm. And if you've read it, you'll understand why. Um, I think most people have a pretty complicated relationship. I posted something about it on Instagram recently and like at least five people responded and said, I can't say that I loved that book, but I also can't say that I hated it. And I also want to tell people that I recommend it, but I don't feel really good recommending it because it's like a bucket of trigger warnings. It's just, there's so much going on in there. Um, I'm really glad I read it. It was really beautiful. It was heartbreaking. At one point I was I don't even know what I was doing. I think I was sitting at this very desk doing work, listening, and I just put my head down. Like there was one passage that I just put my head down and wept. I've never in my life done that from a book when I'm like just kind of like half listening. It was so 
touching and heartbreaking and i i didn't know like at all this pent-up emotion about this book but one character said one line and i just put my head on my arm on my desk and just cried for a minute because wow. i had to it was so much so um yeah i i'm it's one i'm glad i read but um i mean enter at your own risk buyer beware you know what all any any of these things i am halfway through the book myself um really loving it rarely do i love fiction like this and i will let you know when i finish um yeah i'm having i'm having a journey with it myself but i haven't been so so broken like you have but i guess i've got plenty of uh yeah of time you, you to go. got 16 more hours to listen and uh i gotta tell you the back half is a doozy how great oh, is that narrator though i love his voice shockingly good yeah i think it's it's not an easy job to narrate a whole novel and he's amazing yeah so um i guess that's my half recommendation do you have any content that the people need to know about um nothing terribly new but new seasons of both love victor season two and uh generation which i was screaming about maybe a month or two ago those are both mm-hmm. out now in time for pride because they're both super gay um it's honestly <laughs> hysterical to compare they're both like gay young adult tv shows one of them on hulu one of them on hbo love victor's hulu generations on hbo and the difference is stark the hbo <laughs> one feels like they're real they're a little darker they're like the, the writing is so much better it's so much more comfortable even even uh-huh. as they are so much more awkward it just feels so genuine whereas la victor it's cute and charming and i love all the options there are for young adult queer shows um the writing is oversimplified it's very on the nose but mm-hmm. it's just it's cute it's very um almost fox family you know or yeah a- no one abc family or whatever that brand is now Freeform. no one can touch the <laughs> i think it is freeform actually no one can touch the quality standard of hbo like they're so quality over quantity they put out so few shows but they can still charge 15 dollars a month for their damn app because everything they put out is like full of great talent it's so worth watching i cannot believe gene smart has two incredible vehicles on hbo max right now can you believe that Gene Smart, of all people, who is a fucking treasure, by the way, but, like, she's having this crazy renaissance. It feels like out of nowhere. Like, I didn't see her in anything. I didn't notice her in anything for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden, she's in two of my favorite things of 2021. First of all, I need to finish Hacks. It is so good. And second, what's the other show she's in? Mayor of Easttown. She's Kate Winslet's mom. Unpopular opinion. I watched two episodes, and I was like, okay. I didn't finish. Um, that is unpopular because I just it's only seven episodes long. We finished episode six last night. It's taking us a while, but every episode it gets better. The performances are to die for. Um, it's so it, it is so fucking good. I believe it's good because it's Kate Winslet and HBO. I don't know why I'm not like grabbed yet. I'll I will try again, although I've kind of missed the moment now, you know, so I'm less inspired. Yeah, I don't think the moment matters. It's not like of a moment. Um, you mean it's just because people aren't talking about it? Yeah, it's fun to like watch it at the same time as everyone else. So you can kind of be a part of the conversation. <laughs> I suppose that's not really how I think about those things, though, because like uh, I haven't touched latest season of Handmaid's Tale and I probably won't for another few weeks and I cannot wait and no one will be talking about it then. I signed off of Handmaid's Tale after season. I watched all season one and I loved it and I watched part of season two and then I was like, you know what? I don't need to watch this terrible reality that we're also living. Um, It was too (laughs) much. That is not fair to say, (laughs) but I do. It is fair (laughs) that it is like a little too The timing was tough. Yeah, it was really tough. Uh, I will completely agree with that. I'm still in 100% though. Did not need it, but I appreciate what a good show it was. Anywho, uh, speaking of excellent shows and wonderful content. Every time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Would you like to get into the journal? Oh, sure. (laughs) 
All right, Mike, welcome back to your journal. It's been a few weeks. It has. We are in middle of October 2016. Can you remind me and the people where we were? Yeah, it was kind of a dark time, I think. The last episode was called Rosemary's Crybaby. I am Rosemary's Crybaby. There was a lot of tears. Um, (laughs) I think I'm doing my usual thing, catering and auditioning and hanging out with Garth, but things are kind of like unsure and last part of the episode i think i was with that very rich businessman catering um who was talking about the clintons and the trumps oh right right okay thank you for that very helpful so the date is october 15th 2016 you had a good ucb class you're hoping to sign up for your 201 level class soon got drinks with some classmates then amy and mike then sushi with the girls for molly's going away party out late but such a good night you love to pile on the friends This friend group, then that one, then the next one. (laughs) October 16th, 8.30 a.m. call time for Upper East Side Brunch. Most ridiculous slash massive house on 81st and Park. Hard work, but good tip. The house was so insane. It had a bowling alley, a movie theater, an indoor pool. This is in New York City. Um, It had an elevator through the whole building. The most glorious kitchen, two kitchens, because one was like the galley kitchen and one was the main kitchen. Uh Um, It was absurd i have never seen a home like that in my life and i probably never will again in real life wow that's like some billionaire shit some real billionaire shit yeah um okay october 17th feeling a bit stressed about mick and kick's wedding but in general feeling happier oh yeah because i'm officiating it's so much work Uh, it is a lot of work you have to really make it special you can't just like download a script you know you can like half download a script and fill it in with some information. <laughs> it's like a there's like a wedding mad lib. It's like okay, insert insert anecdote here. Uh, back to October seventeenth, you worked at Blossom but left early for Triple A audition. Oh, it's an agent audition I went to pretty regularly. Oh, gotcha. Was fine. They didn't care, but I gotta try. Never. Every cared. time you go to an agent audition, <laughs> well, you they say like, they don't care. They're required. The union makes you makes them have these auditions open to the whole union and so like nobody wants to be there it's always like three people they drag to these auditions no one's paying attention they might as well be smoking fucking cigars Uh, no one's getting signed from those auditions rarely um october 18th late bus to philly hey philly sideshow audition in the morning went well Mm -hmm. i think smoked and hung out in philly with janine and b2 ah fun hey guys hey that's full circle this life um october 19th saw what saw lloyd and hot for teacher with garth and classmate rebecca huh lloyd and hot for teacher are both names of improv shows like staple improv shows at ucb oh, very good it's like oh, the, gotcha okay. they're like the best people they're actually most improv shows are terrible but these these two shows and like the like are very very good okay um you you said that garth was weird and in a bad mood and then uh in parentheses smoked with hannah in the afternoon i think well if you smoked less you would know <laughs> truly truly (laughs) october 20th also wait can we give garth a little bit of can we give him a little bit of grace here i dragged him to an improv show no one's gonna be thrilled Uh like thank you for coming you were high (laughs) i'm a nightmare um there's a you come to improv with me i'm gonna get fucked up by myself beforehand (laughs) honestly you can't go to improv without getting a little high like do yourself Uh a favor fair fuck up your mind things get funnier um on october 20th you said all I have written is Blossom, question mark. Been feeling way happier, though. Is, is that a comment on your journal that you've just been saying you, you're going to Blossom all the time? Uh, I guess so. Okay. I don't really know. Unless I went back. Maybe I only wrote Blossom and then went back a few days later and filled it in. I don't know. Understood. 
Um, on the 21st of October, you met with your friend Nick. Fuck you, Nick. <gasps> at Nick. Ripley for Golden Girls Audition. Guess what? You want to get jealous? Oh. I yeah. will be going to New York City Pride next weekend with Nick, and it's going to be a fucking blast. Oh, fuck you, man. I invited you. You're not you. supposed to do fun gay things with other people. I told you you could come, and you you made plans with your husband. You're going on a vacation. <laughs> it's his birthday trip away. I know. That's fair. But I, I tried to get you involved. I can't help the timing of Pride, man. You really can't. But I'm excited. But it's going to be fun. Hey, Nick. Hey, Nick. Um, <laughs> hates him never met him you guys would be really good friends <laughs> no you wouldn't you hate each other <laughs> fighting over you all the time um well you met with him for a golden girls audition um he offered me Roz. who's Roz? um a fake rose uh, <laughs> it's a parody of golden girls <laughs> so it's like blench and Roz and Dor- dorothea and uh <laughs> sophie yeah basically that it's all just like slightly off names Ross. <laughs> we got drinks and I bought two plays at Drama Bookshop. Then I made $300 at Blossom because of a party. Because of a party. <laughs> paid for those books. <laughs> if for it paid for those books, spree. no wonder that fucking <laughs> store shut down. <laughs> is no, it no longer there? No, I Drama think it Bookshop? is back. It's been like, it is constantly in flux. I feel like there's been 10 different fundraisers in the last 10 years to keep it alive. I'm pretty sure it became... Oh, it's Lin- like the gay bookstore in Will and Grace. Yes, it's like Lin-Manuel Miranda's pet project to like keep that store afloat. Okay, well, October 22nd. Spent a whole day with Hannah. She's sad, but doing better. Oh, re-breakup. Oh. Uh, gave away swing shift to stay with her. Smoked and met up. Okay, cool. So she's not feeling great. So you know what's great? A depressant. Smoke, no, you'll feel better. Weed is good for... Uh, that's misleading. <laughs> for being it, sad? Well, it's a depressant, but like it can... You know, it can numb you a little bit if you're a little too sad. It depends. It's about That's the amount true. you have, the kind you have, and who you're with. Alcohol is also a depressant, and people drink to forget all the time. So, I mean, yeah, fair you enough. don't want to be dependent on it, but like some, it can be a useful tool as long as you are not using it as a crutch. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I stand corrected. Um, let's see here. You smoked up and met with Greg at Jacob's Pillow. That sounds like a bunch of gibberish, honestly. Um, Greg is one of Hannah's friends who I was hooking up with a lot in college. Like, every time I went to visit Hannah, her college is an hour away from mine, I would hook up mm-hmm. with this guy and he had a boyfriend the whole time. Uh, oh. <laughs> yikes. Keep not, it classy, San Diego. Not great. Um, not the whole time. And it was like a high school boyfriend. They were destined to break up. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh-huh. I helped manifest that destiny. <laughs> <laughs> manifest destiny. Yeah, I'm an asshole. I mean, you know, whatever. We've talked about We've talked about um, your propensity for guys in relationships. I guess we've talked about that too. But I was gonna say like the mm. like who if if the person who is doing the cheating knows I don't know what's your thought on that if like the, the if the outsider knows as well should the outsider be avoiding it or should the outsider let it be on the person in the relationship to decide what is good for them? Uh, I mean, I think it's good not to be a homewrecker if you can make that choice. <laughs> I think that's like not not such a hard um such a far leap when it comes to like I don't know that it, they might have been to open each his own we yeah they, they may have been open I bet as 20 year olds in college they weren't they were open <laughs> because they weren't in the same town not even not even 20 like 18 years old and honestly the stakes just felt lower I promise I would make better decisions today I actually don't think we ever had sex it just kind of rolled around so not not that bad right oh it's not cheating if it's only oral <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how that works that's like it's you don't lose your virginity if it's anal only <laughs> uh-huh exactly um it's i'm not, still a virgin not cheating if you only use your mouth um and one quick amendment to that entry it's not jacob's pillow jacob's pillow is a dance festival um 
that I was certainly was not meeting up with my friend's friend at it uh i must have met jacob's pickles which is a good restaurant in manhattan jacob's pickles and jacob's pillow are both actual things jacob's pillow is a dance festival jacob's pickles is a famous restaurant amazing okay jacob's pickles um last line here hannah did not like the new roommate (laughs) (laughs) um hannah is a very good judge of character but if you get on her blacklist it is very difficult to get off And this roommate was immediately blacklisted, it looks like. For sure. Um, Okay, October 23rd, real quick, four years prior, one, two, three, three years prior, uh, you were in Chivadavecchia, which is my favorite word to ever read in this journal. I love it. Nice. Um, Okay, so back to 2016, though. Uh, Double shift at Blossom. Oh, no, no, no. Your tragus is so infected. Massive keloid makes me anxious. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was... uh we remember a few episodes ago when i was on the road trip in austin i got my tragus pierced and it that's the little bit in the middle right yeah it's uh this guy yep the little the yeah, little okay. dot that sticks out right in the center of your uh-huh. uh your ear oh uh, your, your ear, ear. <laughs> <laughs> um episode <and> title <laughs> i had nothing pier- uh your ear <laughs> um i had nothing pierced before this and that's like not a good place to experiment it's a difficult spot to heal and it just never did it was so painful constantly irritated and it looks gross when there's like a little bubble on it you know it was not cute yeah um actually i eventually take it out and when i did hannah was like oh thank god she didn't say anything because she didn't want to oh quote unquote yuck my yum but when it was uh-huh. gone she was like i it wasn't you and she was right <laughs> looking back at photos i'm like what the fuck who let me do that oh uh, well didn't you do it for a boy <laughs> or no no that's coming up um okay it was so bad at this time i was spending most nights sharing about with garth i was always on the same side of my bed and could only sleep on one side of my body because the tragus. So I had to be big spoon for like a month and it really pissed me off. You know, sometimes you want to be a little <laughs> Sometimes spoon. you just want to be cuddled. <laughs> yeah. Um, once upon a time, I, I pierced my cartilage on my left ear, just upper cartilage. Like got um, it pierced or you pierced it? Yeah, no, I got it pierced. Um, and it was in college when I was working at Best Buy and I had to wear an earpiece because I was in customer service there at the customer service desk and like we that's how we worked we had an earpiece and I had to have it I think the ones we had only one on that ear um and so I had this fucking earpiece that I was putting on my ear every day and it irritated it so bad I got a huge keloid Oof. it was like leaking green stuff I was oh. like okay this has got to go yeah <laughs> so it came out pretty quick did you um have any keloid problems when you pierced your nose because the keloid on the nose is tough it is tough no my nose healed so quickly and easily that's good um all right october 24th 2016 up early for triple a sign up again left blossom ship early to audition but shift early i love that i can just like head out of work whenever the fuck i please this job is sounds like it so chill (laughs) he said there were some agents at this audition that you recognized you said they never give a shit and then (laughs) awkwardly trapped in elevator with the agents afterwards oh yeah just terrible <laughs> like i think i was the last audition uh, of the day uh, we all like uh, walk out together they paid zero attention and couldn't have given less of a fuck and it was just me and these three agents in a very long slow elevator down <laughs> it's like <"Doo-doo-doo-doo-doo-doo." laughs> i was like wait, wait, wait I, got, I got a little more to show you and i, I strapped my tap shoes on <laughs> <laughs> the idea that you just hit the emergency stop and perform at them <laughs> you will pay attention <laughs> like holding them hostage oh my god that's amazing all right um october 25th 2016 is a day that will live in infamy oh no it is a day that was referenced in episode one 
it is the day you saw Christine Baranski and Larry Kramer at the Dorothy Hamilton Memorial. Oh my God. So it wasn't a funeral per se, but a memorial service. A memorial. That's, I mean, that's what a funeral is pretty much. True. But I feel like when you hear funeral, I'm picturing like the desserts laid out in front of her casket. <laughs> and Christine that's Bar- also not how funerals work. No one ever does finger foods <laughs> at a viewing. Um, yeah, what a moment. I mean, we've, we've discussed it at length. I was aghast. Is that all it says? Uh-huh. doesn't explain her stealing well, desserts? It's, it doesn't explain her stealing desserts, but you said cold, boring event uh, otherwise. Or does it say long? I think it says cold. I think maybe I meant cold, like sterile for a memorial service, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you said a, a cold, boring event otherwise. Uh, but Larry Kramer, man, that was cool. Yeah. That was the only and- time I've been starstruck. And the Baransk. And the Baransk. I mean, I spoke with the Baransk. I really, I liked uh-huh. her, but I wasn't struck. Larry, like, made me speechless. Uh-huh. Um, that actually says a lot about your priorities when it comes to, like, star power. Um, because he's not, like, a television celebrity, you know, mm-hmm. as it were. He's an activist. Yeah. And I'm, like, a writer and just yeah. so influential to the way gay people experience life now. Uh-huh. Um, after the memorial, you rush to UCB Chelsea to see Harold Knight with Meredith and some classmates. Why are we using last names all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm just... There's nothing, uh, nothing untoward. It's my good friend Meredith, but um, I just don't you know, have permission to use our last name, so I won't. Um, okay. <laughs> October 26th. Worked at Old Slip for Charity Stairs. What? I obviously was having a little meltdown or a stroke when i wrote that one (laughs) no you wrote stupid they had us decorate the staircase oh yeah we were just like wrapping streamers around railings for flights and flights of stairs it was pretty stupid yikes were they doing like a like a charity walk up another stairs or something yeah okay uh well jesus the yesterday you wrote rush to ucb west today you said rush to ucb east for lloyd knight and hot for teacher again with sam and aaron oh my god fun i dragged a lot of people to improv and that's not kind <laughs> you dragged me to improv one time in new york i dragged you to good improv that was the same weekend sasha valor won that was our i do remember fire it, it was weekend. right before we went to fire island it had um, um bobby what's his name from snl oh you're right moynihan moynihan and also i think it had bevers and some other big names mm-hmm. yep i forgot about that um because we got really fucking stoned before we went mm. um also <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, i've been really craving all these like gays are on fire island right now posting up mm. a storm i think next mm-hmm. summer we have to plan a fire island trip i need to get back there done i've been feeling the same so much fire island fomo um but it's really it's not very accessible unless you have a group you always go with or a house you usually rent um it's hard to hard to get there we should look early next year for a week like a like an airbnb week at a nice house and try to figure that shit out amazing great done and done anyway back to the journal october 27th worked an amazing view at world trade center Mm. went home pretty tired and just hoping so much no one was home but the girl roommate was squiggly Uh, emoji face i was just filling in my journal and i read a few years ago that i was like home alone and thrilled by it when you have roommates those rare precious moments by yourself are gold to just know you'll Uh be you can do what you want you can cook uninterrupted and put what you want on the tv and set the thermostat to your temperature the little things the best i totally agree um the few times in my life when i've had a not great uh roommate it is like so it's such a breath of fresh air when you walk in the door and it's quiet you know they're not there you're like okay i have at least a few moments of fucking peace before i have to tiptoe around this person (laughs) exactly so october 28th um first things first there's a little note that says got tragus removed 
oh yes, can I tell you about this glorious story? <laughs> Please do. And by glorious, I mean fucking disgusting. Okay, so I think I had like an improv class or something. I am on the subway. My ear is throbbing. The keloid has taken over. I can't see the earring anymore. It's covering <laughs> the earring. I oh gross. Stop Ugh. at the first stop, which like it is. It was tough. It was painful. So I stopped immediately at the first stop I could on the subway, which was Times Square. How unfortunate. I get out. Oh, no. I no, find, Mike. I find the nearest piercing place. In near Times Square? Yeah. It was like oh no, third floor above like some souvenir shop. Dave um, and Busters? <laughs> not Dave and Busters. There was one guy working there. He had a dirty cast on his arm and when i say dirty it looks like it had been oh. on there like you know what i mean like months too long like oh. covered in dirt like like filthy oh. uh, an old cast i'm retching rem- i'm yeah. retching what is grosser than a dirty cast <laughs> he puts a glove on the hand without a cast on it and then uh-huh. he uses the hand with the cast without a glove oh, gross <laughs> michael to, why 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 you know better to pull my tragus out very aggressively i went to a piercing place because i figured they had the tools and the know-how this man didn't do it any better than i could have done it myself he just yanked at it until it came out it was one of those piercings that like that you can't do yourself you know it's got that that clasp in the back needs a tool yeah yeah um he's just yanking till the cows come home (laughs) it's not an expression (laughs) and uh (laughs) Mm -hmm. finally gets it out i just start gushing blood he tosses me a rip of a paper towel but it was um not like on the perforation it was like one of those terrible rips uh-huh. like through it always just makes it worse for me i feel like that's an important detail to show you the level uh-huh. of care uh the towel or the paper towel had like either oil or tar some kind of like stains on the roll itself um and so he gives me this with his dirty cast hand again i don't know why he put the glove on his I'm other guessing hand guessing it's not oil used. or tar maybe tech maybe tattoo ink or like something mm-hmm. like that that it you find in a parlor for, like, such a, as that a, tool or something i don't know um uh-huh. it wasn't covered but just like spots on it and the piece yeah. i had didn't have any oil on it but still i had seen it um mm-hmm. gives me that that is all i have to clean myself off i don't use it because i just thought it would infect my ear i didn't know what was on it so i get back on the subway like oh a my full God, mike did you pay for that yes of course i paid for that um four hundred dollars no <laughs> it's like 15 bucks <laughs> um i get back on the subway and i don't think i've ever looked crazier on the subway i am dripping blood from the side of my ear which looks very scary people don't know it's not uh-huh. coming from inside my ear um, yeah and i didn't want to touch it because i didn't want to infect it i couldn't I didn't have hand sanitizer couldn't wash my hands so i didn't touch it for the full like 15 minute ride to my apartment i'm just letting blood drip down the side of my face on the subway till i could sprint home onto your shirt it like started to dry at the bottom of my uh jawline oh, gross. i know very very gross um i just sprinted home washed my hands and immediately disinfected the fuck out of my head i took a shower but mm-hmm. it was much more this whole traga saga not worth it uh-huh not worth it is right also uh thank god you're not like deformed your tragus looks perfectly normal now totally that kind of shit like sometimes just the scar tissue doesn't heal nicely yeah i've still got if you feel like you can feel very clearly where my cartilage was pierced it's like a there's a little bump in there but at least it's in a place where you can't really see yeah 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 only when you know my ears in some stranger's mouth um all right so october (laughs) (laughs) october 28th continued practice with some ucb guys with lauren coaching she helped clear simple positive Worked coat check at a very easy Skylark event. Enjoyed no one home. Yay, when you got home. Finally used my living room. Ah, love coat check and love being home alone. 
on the 29th of October, we're almost to Halloween. You love fall. UCB class 7 and 8. So relieved I didn't have to go to staffing after. Typical. Um, On the 30th of October... Made myself pancakes. Then UCB 101 final performance was pretty nervous and not as free as usual, but it was fine. Aaron and Vanessa and Garth came. Garth didn't come to bar with us. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah. The whole point was like, come hang out with me and my friends after. Um, Although I guess I kind of get it. Improv um, can really turn a guy (laughs) off, you know? (laughs) It sure will. It's a real boner killer. No Um, offense to all you improv heads out there. (laughs) Okay. All this fucking lead up to one of your favorite holidays, and this is what we get on October 31st. Are you ready? I don't know that it's... I, like, love fall, but I rarely plan for a halloween i never like plan a costume i never like sure i like to carve but a pumpkin like at some point in the yeah. season you like to watch the movies you like to like i don't know you tend to that's your most themed time of year so i associate it with something you really enjoy because you know you're all about a cinnamon broom and a gourd and a hocus pocus moment uh, yeah i like it but it's spaced out the day itself doesn't matter so much to me okay well it is my mom's favorite holiday though is it she decorates more for halloween than christmas Oh, she's very spooky. So spooky. Um, So you wrote, worked a double at Blossom. When I got home, I went straight to bed to get four hours of sleep before waking up at 4.15 a.m. for staffing at Blossom. Oh, staffing and Blossom tomorrow. Car alarm went off all night. Living in New York City is exhausting. (laughs) Truly is. I I stand by Uh, that. It's great. It's amazing. It's also exhausting unless you have a lot of money. Oh my god, have you watched In the Heights yet? No, I'm really excited to do so. Everyone I know has already seen it. I'm really behind. I like just came out. Are you waiting for the theater or are you going to watch it on HBO Max? No, I want to see it in the theater, but now I don't have any okay. friends left to see it with, but I'll go alone. It's fine. I don't mind. Honestly, that's a fine one to see alone. It's really fun. I really I loved it. I thought it was so like joyful. Some of the big like production number scenes are really impressive, like gorgeously shot. Um I didn't know the music very well. I've listened to the soundtrack like maybe once all the way through. Um But I just thought it was great. And Anthony Ramos is very sexy in a way that I didn't think so before. I always thought he kind of looked like a little kitty, um, like like younger brothery. But in this, I think he's like he's a man and he's very sexy. Do you know he's friends with uh, Janine? They went to school together. I didn't know that. Can she introduce us? (laughs) I don't know. Um, And and if so, you're not allowed to suck anything of his. (laughs) I'll put my ear in his mouth. (laughs) Okay, that that you can do. I think he's very straight, unfortunately. Yes. Um, did you think of In the Heights because of car alarm going off all night in the Heights where I lived? I, uh, Yeah, and like just difficult to live in New York City. Like it's one of those, like it's a, a real through line. Um, gotta tell you, Daphne Rubin Vega is so fucking fun and joyful. Oh. And I just feel like she's like having her moment in the sun. I always felt like she got slighted by getting recast by rosario dawson in the rent movie um Mm -hmm. even though everyone else was just as fucking inappropriately old Uh as she was for all those parts i did think the Um, same although i loved rosario dawson oh yeah she was she was a great mimi but um i just always kind of felt bad for her because all of them kind of got like anthony rapp is in a feature film for the first time since like dazed and confused and i feel like everyone in that movie kind of got a a re-up on their like a a real boost to their career and poor daphne was left on the sidelines so it was nice to see her in a leading role um she's on screen a ton she looks great she's so fun um just the whole thing is it's the perfect like reintroduction post pandemic vibe you know it's like a city coming to life it's it's really fun also 
can I just tell you really quick? Mm-hmm. We walk into the AMC, the closest one to us, and the guy behind the counter is like, there's two people working the whole place. Like one guy running the projectors, one guy running um, the concessions. And so we go up to the counter and Peter was like, going to order a hot dog because he loves a movie theater hot dog. And the guy was mm, like, I could really go, go for a hot dog. <laughs> How do you do it? <laughs> That's really go for a hot dog right now. <laughs> Ugh, we're terrible gays. That's not the quote. The quote is... It makes me want a hot dog real bad. I can't do Jennifer Coolidge. Uh, yours was so much better. Um, so anyway, the guy was like, listen, we're we're not keeping anything ready right now because like barely anyone's coming to the movies and we just reopened. So I can microwave you a hot dog no. or you can go to any of the restaurants around here and just bring in whatever you want. I don't give a shit. And we were oh, like, cool. we're going to Qdoba. <gasps> we walk in with this bag full of food. No one else in the theater. So we're like eating loud, stinky food in the middle of a movie theater no. with the whole place to ourselves. It was awesome. No one else there. It was so nice. If I was with you, my choice, mm-hmm. I mean, I love Qdoba, love any of mm-hmm. those uh, Mexican chains tex-mex chains whatever um but chinese food in a movie theater special that's what i would have oh. loved an egg roll some fried that's rice that's a grace adler move oh yeah she sits down and unwraps chinese food and the lady in front of her goes you know it's really rude to eat stinky food in the theater and grace goes would an egg roll shut you up and the lady goes it would <laughs> so she hands her an egg roll <laughs> and they go on with their movie going experience um anyway it was really fun and weird like we there was no one there it felt very apocalyptic but um also private mm, fancy love it love it i can't yeah. wait it'll be my first movie going experience mm-hmm. mine too all right well that's enough journal for this week and that's also enough chit chatting out of you so oh let's get all right the fuck so why don't you go ahead and finish this this up and i'll <laughs> stay quiet shh, shh, shh. <laughs> all right before we go we've got some listener mail i'd love to share great um first of all I have to offer my sincerest apologies for anybody I've offended. Um, seems in last episode, at about minute 314, I left in the name of that theme park where we worked after we took so much care to cover it in the rest of the episode and bleep it out and schmushmardens it. Um, I know it's very difficult to figure out what we mean, but I um, still I feel feel just terrible. So I've gone back since and, and bleeped it out, but I got at least four messages from people very concerned that I left in the real name of Shmush Martin. So thank you all for reaching out. It is since fixed. And uh, for those lucky few who heard the original copy, congrats. You know oh my now where we speak of. <laughs> um, we also got more reactions than I could have ever dreamed about, about my tiny little shorts. Um, they vary. I thought that's what you were going to say when you you were apologizing oh, for offending no. people. <laughs> I make no apologies for that. Um, most of them, one says get it, one says love them. A couple of them say things like that's inappropriate and if we ever meet, please wear some appropriate clothing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was tickled by the responses to that. That's inappropriate. And last, a message from a 16-year-old. This is from Ida. What? I know. Why is that is legal? She... I can't be. I mean, I don't. we have no control over who listens. We've labeled this explicit. Literally every episode that's is labeled true. explicit. So <laughs> what else can we do? I don't even think about it. I've never once thought about whether or not it is explicit. It's just default. Um, oh, oh, it is. Every episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strong language. So Ida says, hi, Mike and Cam. I'm 16. I always listen to the podcast when I'm doing economics. My parents always seem really amazed because I'm, ha- I'm laughing half the time while I'm doing the homework. They always keep asking me to give whatever I'm listening to to them so they can have a laugh, too. They're really religious. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and we are from a very conservative background, so I don't think they would take it very well because of the cool vernacular you guys like to use. Cool vernacular. Is this one of my nieces? Maybe. Uh, she says, but you never know. Ida, I love that you're a listener. Thank you so much for reaching out. Please do not give this to your parents. Um, I don't think they'll be cool with Wait, it. How, is Ida like E-D-A? I-T-A. 
ita yeah maybe it's short for like retail (laughs) just one Uh, letter short i i really like that as a drag queen name because you could do crazy last names like ita dick oh yeah (laughs) crazy Thank you for reaching out, Ida. Thanks for listening. Please do not tell your parents. Ida, you're going to be to. a cool ass adult if you're listening to this uh, early on. But yeah, don't let us get you in trouble, please. Alrighty, that just about does it for this week, Mikey. Um, before we go, uh, just a gentle reminder to please remember to write that review, uh, screenshot it, send it to us at mybestfriendsjournal at gmail.com in order to get yourself submitted to win the Lux Bidet. Yes, and please get those in by July 1st, and we will draw a winner and announce it on July 8th. Yes, we will. And lastly, Cam, if folks want more of my best friend's journal. You've been listening. This is episode 104. You know where to find us. Mikey, until next time, always remember... For 20 bucks, I'll kiss you in a bar. <laughs> My friend, the sex worker. That's it. It's over. What more do you want from us?